When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What we need to know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And here today is the queen at unique, U-N-E-E-Q underscore. Laura's got what we need to know. Yeah, make sure you follow me for sure. Go ahead, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it away, Laura. Thank you, Andy. I don't do the, the voice <laughs> thing. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Yeah, it doesn't work with me. It just mm. doesn't. Mm. It's forced. Anyways, today is the first day of Hispanic Heritage Month. Shout out to all the Latinos. Shout out. Which it goes on from September 15th until October 15th. That is not what you need to know. But the VMAs did go down earlier this week. And uh, even though I didn't get to see them because, you know, it was working. nobody watches them. That And because, honestly, <laughs> you can watch them in little clips and what you really want on mm-hmm. social media now. But I did want to shout out all the Latinos that were in attendance and a lot of them made history, like Shakira, who was the first South American artist to win the Vanguard Award from the VMAs. Peso Pluma, I know he's making news for other things today. What's he making news for? Um, apparently, the cartel has uh, put a hit on him, so that's why I didn't want to talk about the that. The cartel did what? We'll talk about that later. What so, do you mean? This is Puento Pluma. <laughs> Peso Pluma. Peso Pluma. Excuse me. My big, Peso my big. Pluma. Peso Pluma. Made VMA history by being uh-huh. the first artist to perform Musica Mexicana, mm-hmm. Musica Regional Mexicana at the VMAs. It has never been done before. Okay. Also, I Spice won Best New Artist. Best Collab went to the beautiful Colombianas Carol G and Shakira. Best Latin Artist went to Anita. And Afrobeat Song, a song that we play here, it went to Rima and Selena Gomez, and that was Calm Down. And also Cardi B and Megan The Stallion debuted their live performance. You say Megan The Stallion. Is she different than Megan The Stallion? I say The. Well, no, 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 no. I say she ain't, she ain't just any random stallion. She's The <laughs> Stallion. You feel me? I do feel you, Cap. She's gorgeous, too. But, mm. you know, I just wanted to give some love to all the Latinos that made, that won awards, but also made history at the VMAs. Did you say tomorrow is September 15th? No. But it is. It is. Well, you said Latino. I said it started today. Yeah, but it's tomorrow, you said. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Thank you, Cappy. No, the only reason I ask is because you said September 15th. And sometimes, you know, you hear a date, but you're not sure what it is, but you know it's something. And then it occurred to me, tomorrow's my parents' anniversary. My parents have been married 55 years. Wow. Wow. That's a blessing. Congratulations to them. Isn't that crazy? they'd be good role models, Cappy. Yeah, I know. And and I've been been divorced. My sister's been divorced. Yeah. No, you're right. I I don't think that has... People always thought my parents were divorced because I was very much against marriage. And I was like, no, they've been together forever. Like, they're the quirkiest couple you'll ever meet in a Maybe they set too high of a bar for you guys to meet. I do think that, yes. Mm. 
But now I'm like open to it, you know? And I should Oh, oh that's talk- a revelation. We've hey talked about this. Hey, boo. <laughs> We've talked hey, boo. about this. But I should know what today is because just like today, your brother's birthday, right, Andy? Yes, it is. My brother, chosen brother, it's his 35th birthday too. So I should know that it's the 14th and not the 15th. So I apologize for that. Oh, but, really? Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That's what you need to know. It's being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. I, I Seriously, I didn't know that the VMAs were still a thing. Me neither, to be honest. Evidently, I mean, it was a great show. It was. I, yeah, yeah, but who? But is it like a thing that's still on MTV and is MTV yeah. still on? Yes. yes. Yes to both. I think it was a bigger deal this year because of the in-sync togetherness oh, and yeah. reunion that Wait, happened. Wait, that happened, that happened last night? Not last night, but I believe it uh, was it so Tuesday came, night. I two believe nights, it was two nights, two nights ago. So I haven't they, seen they any of this on social media. What? Yeah. Not one thing oh, is in my feed. What? I'm gonna play the Instinct's new song as my rejoin. Dude, I, and is is Justin Timberlake in this version? Yes. Of course. They would not do it without Justin exactly. Timberlake. Not, and there'd be no point. Well, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's, he looks like he's doing them a big favor. It like well, when Michael Jackson decided to go back on tour with the Jackson Five. He's like, look, my brothers need money. They need me. Well, he's doing them a favor. He's also doing himself a bit of a favor because it's connected to the Trolls movie. Movie franchise, yes, right. and he mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. one of the stars of it. I, I love the stars slash producers slash everything. Right, you name it, he's doing it for it. Yeah, dude, none Give of this is job, in JT. my feed, man. None of this is in my feed of any kind. What? Like, like look, here's the thing. Listen, I'm like a football <sighs> junkie. You know, like I'm watching right now. George's game. George is doing a broadcast of a game right now. Number 22 Miami is leading Bethune-Cookman 14-0. Bethune-Cookman's starting quarterback Bethune. lasted about two series, and then they broke his shoulder off. Okay, and Miami's already up 14 zip. There's a minute 51 to go. Horrible game. Not going to be a good game. I'll sit here and watch it just because it's on. And then, Andy, I had like a panicky moment right before we came on the air because I realized, oh, my God, the game tonight is on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Now, for me, I got to go on to Amazon Prime to get the game on my computer because I'm watching the George game on my TV. And then, of course, I realized... I don't know my Amazon password. Oh, no. <laughs> Face recognition. I was just talking about how, like, the days of watching sports on television, like, it's just fading. Do you not have the passwords stored in your laptop? Like, no, you... I don't have any. I don't, I don't know oh, where anything is. Oh, that's a game changer. Cappy. I, don't know where, I, don't, I don't know where anything is. Game changer. Oh. All right, so speaking of football, semi-breaking news. I'm not going to say it's actually breaking news because it's just news. But Puka Nakua, who was the breakout wide receiver for the Rams this last week. Tell, let me guess. And I, I haven't seen it, but like yeah, okay, this sounds ahead. like somebody who's like a rookie of the week or rookie of the you know. Yeah, he's only the fourth wide receiver in his debut game or in his rookie year to go for over 100 yards. Uh, ten it's like ten catches, 100 yards. Yeah, yeah. So he's think- one of four, and I think Cooper Cup was one of them, and Jamar Chase was another one. But anyway, uh, Adam Schefter reports that Puka Nakua did not practice today due to an oblique injury which is a big deal for the Rams, obviously, without Cooper Cup for another couple weeks, and for fantasy football managers out there who wasted, potentially wasted, their uh, number one waiver claim on the star Puka Nakua from last week could potentially be a little disappointed if he doesn't play this coming week. If this kid doesn't play this week, you talk about a letdown. I'm not saying, like, that's it, bust, career over. I mean, look, he was a fifth-round draft choice who was working with the number ones at Rams training camp from early on. But to be targeted 15 times, to catch 10 balls, to have over 100 yards receiving, and to be uh, one of only four guys in NFL history to make a debut with over 100 yards, 
to then not be able to play the next week? Come on, Puka. I mean, plus two, like his own momentum. Like this is his time in the spotlight. You have no idea how often, if ever, this opportunity is going to be there for you. You know, right now you have some chemistry with Matt Stafford. If you miss even a week, you never know how that shapes the offense because they're going to be looking for anything that works right now with Cooper Cup out. They're just trying to find what works, try to find ways to stay alive until Cup hopefully comes back, maybe the minimum of this IR stint. That sucks for him if he's out this Sunday. Big time. And by the way, it sucks for the Rams because – I'm not saying that Puka Nakua is going to have 100 yards receiving every week or that he's all of a sudden going to fill that Cooper Cup role every week, but he was productive last week in a road win in the division. And this Sunday in particular, you got San Francisco coming to SoFi Stadium to take on the Rams. And most people around the NFL from this past weekend thought the most impressive dominant win was the win that the 49ers had in Pittsburgh. I know everybody was super impressed with the Rams going on the road and winning in Seattle, and people were like blown away that Dallas just annihilated the Giants the way they did. Um, Not that they won, just the way they just shut them out. But the 49ers are coming to town on Sunday. They look legit, too. They look legit, and they always play the Rams really, really tough. Even when the Rams were better than them, yes, they would play them really hard. Purdy's picking up right where he left off. I hear a Sedano sigh coming from Laura, the, the Rams fan. What's up, girl? Oh, no. I mean. I mean know, what? What do you mean? It's going to be. Remember how I say my whole thing is Rams 5 every week, and I said it'll go week by week. Last week I said the Rams would take the win against the Seahawks, which we all know that was going to happen. And not this, I didn't know that. I, I didn't. Not all I, of us. I had the Seahawks. I mean, you are I weird. Seahawks. You know, but that's your team. Anyways, anyways. But this one, people are already asking me. They're like, oh, where, where, you know, what are you going to do? Because the Niners are good. What are you going to go? I'm like, my little heart, of course, wants to be like, yeah, it's going to be a tight game, but we're going to take the win. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, you know, just another blow. Oh, the way you said it, too, my little heart. <laughs> you sounded like a seven-year-old looking up to her favorite team. I was like, my little heart. <laughs> I still got hope. I'm still going. I'm going to get trashed. Oh, you're going to the game? Hell yeah, I'm going to the game. Really? Yes. Nice. I'm going to the game. I'm going to the tailgates. People already invited me. I was like, are we going to be there? Let's go. Oh, we out here. We out here. Yes. We're going to be all rammed out, you know? You know, and then when you get there, we all up in here. Yes, we will be all up in there. Is producer Jorge going? I don't know. I don't know his life like that. Oh, well, (laughs) you guys could potentially be conflicting if you bump into each other so far. I could take him. <laughs> How about the boo? Is the boo going? Yeah, the boo's going. That's my oh. date. Oh, hell yeah. He thought he wasn't going to go, but he's my date. Somebody asked me, there, are you going to this Rams-Niners game? I'm like, no. I don't know why, but it's it, it, like, it always takes me a few weeks to get back into my groove of football. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, my groove this past Sunday was I was in a sports bar from 10 in the morning till 4.30 in the afternoon. I had breakfast and lunch there. Wow. Wow. You know? You get wow. those bottomless mimosas or what? I didn't have bottomless mimosas. I did have this incredibly uh, spicy, um, uh, what do they call it? Because I, I never drink. Bloody Mary? something? Bloody Mary. Because I Mary. never have Bloody Marys, ever. Ugh. It was so spicy. Mm, like the, the rest of the drinks, day, man. I had like acid reflux the rest of the day. I was like, ugh. Well, I mean, it's a lot of acid in tomatoes. I know. And then there was this spicy tequila, or not tequila, Ooh. vodka. They had this, like, jalapeno vodka that they, that they did. It made me sick, Well, man. that's on top of a lot of Bloody Mary mix tends to be spicy anyway. Yeah, it's like Worcestershire so and Tabasco Yeah, so you're, throw, you're throwing jalapenos into that mix <laughs> with all these other spices that were there anyway, Cap. If you're not someone who can handle spice, 
that's going to do you in. No, it hurt me all day. I was if I was in can. agonizing pain the rest of the day. If yeah, you that can't was a bad take idea. the heat. Don't go in the kitchen, Kat. I know. It's a good thing I have my extra underpants in the car. Oh, I'll tell God. You <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, you only have one pair left, though. You might so, need to re-up. Well, I'm going I'm to refresh. I'm going to refresh. So, hey, you know, speaking of the Rams and the Niners this weekend, have you seen, Andy, the um, that Matthew Stafford has agreed to be one of the stars yes. of the Netflix series quarterback that's produced by Peyton Manning? Yeah, second season. Did you see the first season? I have not seen the first season. All right, you're not going to no. watch it. No, you're not going to watch it. You're not going to see it. I probably won't. Because it's already too late. You had to have seen it. It was a primer for football season. Oh, I'm definitely not going to catch up to season one at this point. No, 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 you got to let it go. But but Matthew Stafford being on it makes you want to watch it when it comes out this summer, right? I mean, I know it's a year away, but right? Oh, yeah. I mean, if nothing else, I know it's going to be something we are discussing uh, as a group across the different shows. So definitely be watching that. I'm actually... I'm curious to see how often the whole Stafford family, his wife, oh, they'll you know, be all in it. She has, you know, she has her platform, her podcast. Right. She, you know, she is somebody that likes an audience herself. So I'm sure that played a role in, well, in focusing on Stafford. It, it, this just watching this year, this this past series, um, you had Mahomes, his wife, his baby, and she's on the verge of having another baby. You also got to see Mahomes, who was building this insane campus of a mansion with like a 50-yard football field and a par-3 uh, golf hole and, uh, and you know, indoor basketball court. Um, so Wait, know, is the football stuff indoor? No, the football stuff is outdoor. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's got an outdoor football field, so he can train during the summer at home. He can have the guys come over to the crib, you know? Um, and so you got to see Patrick Mahomes, his wife, his family, his life, his house, the whole thing. Um, Kirk Cousins got to know his wife. His children got to see how he trains all week to get his body ready for Sunday, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, um, the third guy, Marcus uh, Mariota, his was a, a story of like struggle and hanging right, on. Trying to stay in the league. Right. But Matthew Stafford is a star player with a Super Bowl ring just two years ago with a career full of injuries. Like you said, with a wife who loves being in the media and he's in L.A. And he might be back after that first game against the Seahawks. He might be back. Okay, I was thinking about this because with Matt Staff, you're talking about an OG quarterback. You know, he's been talked about as a potential Hall of Famer. If nothing else, he's a fringe Hall of Famer. He's had a really, really good career. Somebody's played a long time. Who are the quarterbacks you would look to, to offset him with as the other ones you'd focus on? I think naturally you need at least one very young quarterback. Mm -hmm. If not a rookie, how about Caleb Williams? Hmm. No, 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 no go. No good. No good. No. Caleb right. Williams means you have to tank, though, and the Rams have already demonstrated that they won't be doing well, no, no, that. Well, no, no, no. Not not for the Rams. For whatever team Caleb oh, okay. Williams is yeah, but on. You sure. Right, but you can't have Looking Caleb like Williams yet because Caleb Williams, he's still playing at USC. But he may not be playing at USC by the time they are filming next season. Or wait, are they filming wait, They're filming now? it right now. Are they right. filming they're now? Filming right. yeah. They're filming oh, Matthew okay. Stafford. They're all up in Matthew Stafford's business okay. right now. I, was, I misunderstood this that. This was yeah. brought okay. up, uh, I believe it was yesterday, the idea of following a NFL prospect quarterback like Caleb Williams oh. through the well, process. I'm back on. I'm no, back yeah. on. You're back, but maybe the not NIL on the NFL deals. Yeah, maybe they should do a, the NFL. A, that's not a bad idea. Do the college version. Take the top three or four college quarterbacks, guys who you think are going to be number one picks. And start documenting okay. those dudes. You go Stafford, you go a current rookie, I'll and get, then a quarterback who is going to be in the league that's next cool. year. Yeah, okay, that's a but good but but since since if the way they did it last year was one guy's a young superstar in Patrick Mahomes, 
Um, one guy is an aging veteran who's got lots of stats but doesn't have wins. That was Kirk Cousins. And one guy's just sort of hanging on, right? And that was Marcus Mariota. So if you've got Stafford, and let's say Stafford is kind of that, he's in between Mahomes and Cousins because he's, he's got a championship, but he's sort of hanging on because of injuries. But who knows? He might have some explosive season. How about a guy like, you know, like a Jalen Hurts to take on the Mahomes role? Or a Tua, you know? Those are all good suggestions. I'm just throwing out ideas. But then you need one guy who's just kind of hanging on by a thread. Baker Mayfield. Great idea. Baker Mayfield. He's a starting quarterback in Tampa Bay. If it doesn't work this season, I think he is destined to be a backup, probably fighting to get on different rosters for however much longer he wants to play football. thing about this is it is so unbelievably intrusive to you, your wife, your kids, your house, your teammates, the quarterback room, the head coach, the practice field. I mean, look, there's cameras everywhere, but not like this. This is like something you've never seen before. The access is incredible. Look, I, I remember Kobe's last season. They were filming everything, and it was, I think, you know, it, it created some incredible footage, but I can tell you, at times, his teammates found it invasive. Yeah. Like, they weren't upset about it, but it just, it's a lot. Like you said, it is a lot. If they were going to do a reality series like this where it was completely invasive about any of us, do any of us have any interesting stories? I mean, like, are we interesting enough to be followed around? I don't know. We'll find out. Let's get into that. Stick around, everybody. This is Sedano and Cap. ACAM is in for Sedano because he's calling this Miami Bethune-Cookman game on ESPN. And we're getting ready for Thursday Night Football. This is 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Mason and Ireland are hosting a poker tournament at Commerce Casino on Saturday, September 30th. There will be a $5,000 5G cash prize pool. Buy-in is free. So go to ESPNLA.com and register today. Nice. Putting out a little uh, picture here on Instagram because, you know, I see my boy Sedano, man, all over this Miami Bethune-Cookman game. It's already 20 to nothing here uh, in this football game. And I got I think I got to turn this thing off. I, I just don't think I can like watch a good this game. No, no, it's not a good game. I got to watch this 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 Philadelphia Washington game. That's that's the game I want to watch. I mean, the game. only reason for you to be watching right now would be just to hear Sedano, and you can't have the sound on because you're doing your own show. 
Right. So um, that's what I did this past Saturday night. I was watching the USC game on television. I was watching the Sedano broadcast of the Florida State Southern Miss game on my phone. I had the volume down on the USC game because it was like 100 to nothing USC. And then I had the volume up on the Florida State game, which was you know equally as lame because it was like 65 to nothing Florida State. But it's awesome, though. You're supporting your boy. Dude, got to support him. Did you have like, any notes for him, though? Um, not particularly in this game, although I will say this. Um, he just put out a picture that the coach from Miami, Mario Cristobal, gave him a Cuban coffee before Ooh. the game. And we know that Sedano doesn't really drink coffee. So I just told him, be careful. That's some high-octane fuel right there. I believe brother. those are referred to a capacito. I think that's what they're called. I'm not Could really sure. I don't know. Capacito. Yeah, correct? Uh, yeah. Okay, there we go. All right, so now i got to make a decision. Now i got to turn off Amazon Prime off my computer. But hold on a second. Amazon Prime. So I gotta see. <laughs> Cappy, I, just, I got the game on. I can give you updates. I, well, I had to talk to my remote control, you know, and then I have to see if my my remote because I, I just I I don't know my password to Amazon. Do you always talk to your remote like that? I do. I say, Amazon Prime, and then I wait for it, and it hasn't really hasn't come to me yet. Sorry, something went wrong. Try you know, again you, soon. You can. I mean, maybe if you know somebody who understands computers a little better than you, or just younger, you can find where all of your passwords are stored. Like, they're probably stored somewhere, and you're not aware of it. Prime. <laughs> I don't know, but I can't seem to get it on my TV. Come on. I keep Sorry, something went wrong. I guess I'll have to start over. All right, just an know. update. Two minutes in, still 0-0. Philly's got the ball. I know, but from what I see, uh, Philly just went deep, deep, deep. And with 12-15 to go, on a second and 11, they hit about a 45-yard pass play. You seeing that, or am no, I ahead of you? I guess I'm delayed. Hey. I'm, I am you in this situation. Hey, I love it. I'm finally ahead of everybody. Him. Finally, fortunate moment Kaplan finds himself in. Indeed, indeed. So, Andy, so just back to that whole story about Matthew Stafford. Think about that. Cameras, he gets in his car in the morning. He goes to the facility. He gets. He goes for breakfast. He goes to the training room. He lifts. When they get done with practice and they're done with film study, and they and he gets in his car to go home, they're with him. And in Kirk Cousins' case, every time the chiropractor came over, they were with him. Um, in, in Patrick Mahomes' case, every time he went to the facility that was built for him by his trainer since he was 12 years old who moved to Kansas City to train the guy three days a week while they have practice, you saw every ounce of these guys' lives. That's what Matthew Stafford is going to live through this football season. So is it going to be a great story about the Rams who are not expected to be good and Stafford's back? Or is it going to be a bad story of a couple games into the season he got hurt? And I mean, we don't know how the story is going to play out. Let me ask you something because, you know, Stafford, like we talked about, he's had a really long career. He's accomplished a lot. I think he is, if nothing else, like a, like a borderline Hall of Fame or he would be in the proverbial Hall of Very Good. Like, he's been a really good quarterback for a long time. What do you think is his motivation for wanting to be as part of this show? Because like he doesn't necessarily need to. And like you said, he's signing up for it during a season where the expectations for the Rams are pretty low. I would say a couple of things. Um, first of all, I find it hard to believe that Matthew Stafford is doing this because he's been with the Rams now for two full seasons. He's not exactly Mr. Personality. You know, I'm not trying to knock the guy at all. He's a he's a guy who focuses on playing football. He's not about being out and about and being a big personality. Not like Russell Wilson, you know, where your coach, your brand new coach is saying, "Hey, hey, stop kissing babies, stop running for office, start playing football." Enough about Russ Incorporated. Let's talk about Russ the quarterback. Matthew Stafford's like seems like pure football guy, doesn't he? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I 
honestly, other than the fact that he went to high school with Clayton Kershaw and they were super close friends or they grew up together of nothing else, I'm not sure I can tell you anything about Matthew Stafford. Like, I don't know a thing about the guy. The only thing I know about Matthew Stafford outside of him being a football player is what I see on his wife's Instagram. Right. I was going to say, I may know, I don't know a ton about Kelly Stafford, but I think I actually know more about Kelly Stafford or have a better idea of Kelly Stafford's personality than Matthew Stafford. And he's been in the NFL for like, what, 15 to 20 years? Yeah, I think he's probably at least like 14 years, something like that. But whatever it is, I look at Kelly Stafford's Instagram. I see that that they have all their friends who they went to college with, who we went to high school with in Dallas. They, like, they seem like normal, nice, good people, right? But all of a sudden, you put cameras on everything they're doing, and, man, I, that could get super invasive. I mean, Andy, come on. I take a camera crew. I say, hey, we're going to follow Andy Kamenetsky all day long. This is going to be super interesting. They're shutting down that production. I mean, come on. Is there anything going on in your life that you would be like, hey, oh, you guys are going to like this. This is going to be so bored. Because they honestly, be like, so like, bored. it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, Andy. He's an NFL quarterback. How does he deal with his week? How does he deal with his body? How does he deal with his family? How does he deal with his children? How does he deal with his teammates? Especially when he's the old guy and they're the young guys. Is there anything about your life, man? Come on. Give me something here. I got to produce this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. There is okay. Probably the most interesting thing about our daily life, and this is maybe a sad commentary on life in my household, but it's true. One of our dogs, Bobo, the pit mix, the American Staffordshire, the one I've sent out photos who looks like uh James Garner. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's a very handsome dog. He looks like James Garner. Mm-hmm. Bobo's insane. Like Bobo has serious neurosis. He is so attached to to my wife he hates to be afraid he hates to be alone in general like he has serious massive separation anxiety like if he's alone for 30 seconds he'll start barking but in particular he can't stand to be away from my wife we have to give him like melatonin and valium before he goes to bed just to try to get him to sleep through the entire night i'm gonna get him some some doggy mushrooms no i'm i'm serious like the most (laughs) interesting part of like fascinating slash horrifying part of daily life in our house might be just documenting Bobo. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, he's, he's, a sad, really, he's a really sweet, lovable dog. He, I mean, to put it mildly, loves us. We got him from a foster a couple years ago, but he ha- like his breed, I think, tends to get very clingy with their owners anyway, mm-hmm. but he has massive, massive separation anxiety he is afraid of the dark, I think, because a lot of this stuff manifests at night when the lights are out. He also won't walk in certain rooms in our in our house. Oh, they're haunted. Well, no, no. It's because the, some of them are like linoleum tile, mm. and he feels unstable on them. So he won't, like, he will not walk in our kitchen. He will not walk in the bathroom that goes in between my daughter's room and our office. Like, he refuses to walk in It's honestly in probably better that way because the pads on his feet are probably... Right, but the problem is that means he is sometimes away. away from us for, I don't know, 30 seconds, <laughs> and he'll start barking. Yeah. Uh, Andy, I got to tell you something. Um, with all due respect and a ton of love, his dog sounds like a complete pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo can be. Again, yeah. he's, he's a loving, very handsome boy. Every time Aww. you ever walk him, I'll tweet out a photo of him at Cam Please Brothers. Do. 
He is always described as handsome, and I think he looks like the late great uh, James Garner. I will. I'll tell you though the the, um, the 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 concept of a reality show about Andy, the radio guy, the media personality. It has taken a twist when the dog Bobo becomes the central figure. Okay, now someone just tweeted to me uh, at um, at midnight twenty C. Yeah. Your dog needs some CBD. It'll work. That I'll is true. Up. The okay. I need that because the problem, we've talked about this and we've looked into it. I got it. CBD on a regular basis for a dog yeah. is so expensive. Andy, I got a dog C- I got a dog that, CBD yes. guy. Okay. Cappy, I, listen, I may need you I'm on one this. of these people that got a guy. For, I got a I know dog do. CBD guy. You up, don't Cappy. know anybody. Nobody has a dog CBD guy other than me. Because hey, uh, there's only you. one dog CBD guy. No, I believe you. And he's my guy. Okay. The booze mom has has to give their Frenchie CBD to do her nails because she won't, she will go crazy if they try to like okay, room well, picture her, her if, dog CBD. Yeah. Like they have to give the, yeah. the picture. Yeah. If this dog's life, mm. like all day, every day was doing its nails. That's wow. Bobo. Oh, <laughs> nice. yeah. Oh, what a pain in the ass this dog is. I gotta be Get honest. Get harness. That's what they do for. Uh, all right. Matches. I'm going to go. I'm, now I'm going to take those sleeping gummies for with the mushrooms that I'm bringing for Ireland. <laughs> and I'm going to get these doggy CBD things Please. for Bobo. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm going to hey. tweet out a photo of Bobo at Cam Brothers. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, no producer Lindsay today, but producer Tyler is here today. It's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Thanks, producer Cap. Tyler, all right. So the, the National League MVP race is as close as it could possibly be. As Mookie I, I, bets, can't, I can't figure out what theme this is. I, somebody tell Golden me. Golden Girls. The Golden Girls. I couldn't figure it out. On this day it. in 1985, the Golden Girls debuted. Mm-hmm. This show, Cappy, holds up so incredibly well. It's the OG Sex in the City. We talked Golden about Girls is still <laughs> great. Like, it is a really great show. I haven't seen Golden Girls in, I don't know, like, uh, however long it's been since it went off regular TV. I'm telling you, my, my wife is a massive Golden Girls fan. It's her all-time really? favorite show. So, like, I'd always thought it was good before I started dating her, but I never really, I hadn't watched it in a long time. Once I started dating her, then marrying her, whatever, I saw it all the time. It's are you guys still wa- are you still watching now? Oh, if there if the Golden Girls there's always a marathon going on. The minute she sees it, that's what's on the TV the rest of the day. All right, I got gotcha. you. For me, it's Storage Wars. But okay, go ahead. Storage she, Wars is good. Oh, Storage Wars. I love Storage. I Wars. I believe she's watched that one as well. 
Okay, you ready for some Radio Tinder? Let's yeah. do it. All right, so the National League MVP race is as close as it could possibly be as Mookie Betts and Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves vie for one of the most coveted pieces of hardware you can take away from a Major League Baseball season. Many believe that Acuna has run away with it as he's having a historical season, but this morning, Bill Plaschke argued the opposite. In an article from the LA Times, he says, and this is a quote, the clear MVP is the Dodgers' Mookie Betts, not the Braves' Ronald Acuna Jr., period. Election over. I'm calling it, and anything different would make one wonder what the voters are watching. He cites Betts' versatility, his wins above replacement, his on-base plus slugging percentage, his runs, and his runs batted in all lead Acuna. So, do you agree with Plaschke that Mookie Betts is the clear National League MVP despite the year that Ronald Acuna Jr. is having? Swipe left or swipe right? Andy, what say you? As always, remind me, yes or no, which is swiping left, which is swiping right? Swiping right is a yes. Swiping left is a no. I am swiping right. I agree. I mean, and it's especially, it's the versatility. Like, the idea that you can put Mookie anywhere in the field and some of the most premium positions, right field, shortstop, second base, and he's been incredible defensively on top of the year that he's put together with his bat. Like, for all the way we talk about Shohei Otani being a unicorn, and he is one of one in terms of what he does and the value you get as a power hitter and a starting pitcher, I think you can easily argue that Mookie's more valuable because you get this versatility on both sides of the ball on an everyday basis. And it's also important to note that Mookie Betts came up as a second baseman with the Boston Red Sox. The only reason he got moved away from that position was because Dustin Pedroia was preventing him from being able to be called up to play that position. He's an incredible athlete. Yeah, he's very good. What say you, Cappy? Well, you think so, that Mookie Betts is the MVP? Um, so look, it, it's a very popular thing to do. I understand why Plaschke does it. You're not going to have Plaschke go into the LA Times and and you know write a column about how one of the most likable and one of the best players that the Dodgers have is is should be second in the MVP voting. It's just not going to happen. That's what homers do. They 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 talk up for their guys. And Plaschke knows who he is where he stands in the pecking order of national media, and when you write a column like that, you're actually helping Mookie Betts. But could you just go back to the numbers? Because honestly, I don't watch Ronald Acuna. I know Acuna's how, been fantastic. He's I know, been but, phenomenal. But Andy, can I ask you honestly, like, how many times do you sit down and watch an Atlanta Braves game? Not nearly as often as I watch a Dodgers okay, game. You, I can tell you how many Atlanta Braves games I've seen this year. Like three or four. When they were playing the Dodgers? That's it. You know, (laughs) playing the Dodgers, playing the Padres. That's the only time I would ever catch these guys. So I know Ronald Acuna on on highlights. And so, Tyler, the statistics, how close are they? And are they that much in favor of Mookie or that much in favor of Acuna? Uh, I got to pull up the stats, but from what I understand, Betts leads by a significant margin in wins above replacement on base plus slugging percentage, runs, and ribby. Which is okay. RBI runs batted in, but yes, I mean, look, from what I understand, Betts is leading in all of those categories by a significant margin. Listen, I would love to see for Mookie Betts that he gets the MVP. If Ronald Acuna got it, I would go like this: Oh yeah, that's kind of what everybody in baseball was talking about all year long. Look, I, there, there's I, my, no, there's no strong argument against Acuna, but I will say this: Acuna began the year as the front runner, and that began a lot of the narrative. Right, and Mookie had to catch up to him. Like, regardless of who you think should actually win it, like, Mookie actually had to gain ground on Acuna. It was kind of like his to lose for a lot of this season. 
I just hope Mookie can pitch because the Dodgers ain't got no pitching left. I don't think Mookie's a pitcher. <laughs> well, I mean, I know, he's man. so versatile and he's such a great athlete. <laughs> you know, look at Cappy; he's unimpressed. No, I mean, listen. I think the guy's amazing. I think the guy's incredible. I really do. Yeah, talk to he me when incredible. he starts but, a game. But, but yeah, you know, right. the Dodgers are going to need him to pitch at some point. Is all I'm saying. They might. Yeah, they really might. Right. Hey, Plasky, right. I get it, man. Mm-hmm. That that's that's the way to be a homer. I'm all about it. I get it. So you're swiping right that you think Mookie Betts is the National League MVP. Yeah, I don't think it's overwhelming, but I'd like to see it for his sake. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the next one. The winner of the $2.4 billion Powerball lottery has just purchased his third home nice. for $47 million. No way. Edwin Castro is 31 years old, and he bought the Mega Mansion in Los Angeles and now calls the likes of Ariana Grande, Dakota Johnson, and Jimmy Kimmel neighbors. Nice. If you won the $2.4 billion Powerball lottery, you'd buy a bunch of homes, too. Swipe left or swipe right. Cappy, coming to you first. I would swipe right. I would. But I will tell you this. I would. But I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't be buying a $47 million house in Beverly Hills. Uh, I could live in a beautiful, beautiful $10 million house in Beverly Hills. (laughs) And then I could have a really nice $10 million house down in Cabo. And then I could have a really nice $7 million house up in Idaho somewhere. And it's I mean, still any- cheaper than what he spent on this one house. I know. That's like what I'm getting at is I want to have houses. Hey, I want to have a ski house one place. I want to have a beach house another place. I want to have a great residence where my family can come and stay and visit. And I don't have to catch up to everybody because the house is so big. But a $47 million house when you're 31 years old just because you won the lottery, it just doesn't seem like a great Real estate investment. Uh, That's exactly what I was about to say, Cappy, because I'm swiping left as well. And maybe I am talking out of my hind parts with this. If anybody's listening and they're a realtor, feel free to reach out to us over Twitter or whatever. A $47 million house doesn't seem like a good investment unless you're like a celebrity and there could be like the appeal of buying that celebrity's house. Or I I don't know, you're going to be making so much money I know he's got two the 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 billion, yeah. But it over seems two like he, billion. But it seems like he's burning through a lot yeah, of this. Yeah, and that's what you've been mind with these lottery winners is that this isn't ste- a steady flow I just, of income. That doesn't seem like actually a good investment. Like if you're thinking like the ten million dollar homes that Cappy's talking about, the multiple ones at that price point, especially if you're talking like one in Idaho, another one in a different ski place, another one maybe in a beach area, or whatever. Those seem like they would be. Much better investments for resale, resale or passing down to your kids, whatever. Upkeep, right? Dude, all about upkeep. A Forty-seven, yeah. A forty-seven million dollar home actually sounds like you're not gonna He's you're not gonna idiot. be happy with listen, what you bought in a few years. Listen, it's it's kind of like I talked about Patrick Mahomes and this house that he built in Kansas City. There's nobody that's ever gonna be able to buy that house. Because who needs a basketball court and a and a th- par three and a fifty yard football field? He built this house for himself, and and so when you think about a forty seven million dollar house, the the portion of the population that could even consider buying right. it is so minute. I mean, I know Mark Wahlberg. I think just sold some com- compound of his. It was like an eighty million dollar compound. But Mark Wahlberg knows the type of people yeah. that will buy this. You know, there's probably some horse trading going on. Things like that. I don't right. know. If, this guy may have Jimmy Kimmel and Ariana Grande as his neighbors, but I doubt he's traveling in their circles yet. There's a difference. And I he don't doesn't know. have that kind of revenue coming in, to Tyler's point. for uh, There's a, a famous singer who passed away, unfortunately, and, you know, she had this beautiful home, and it was always a thing 
with her kids. Like, yeah, it's beautiful, and we do have the money to upkeep it right now. But are we still going to have that cash flow coming in to consistently cover all the expenses? Because to Tyler's point, when they talked about just, like, keeping the yard, it was, like, a few thousand dollars oh, a dude. month Dude, when you have a $47 that. million dollar pool, house, you got $10,000 a month in landscaping. But hold yeah. on. You buy that house for cash. That's straight cash, homie. Okay, that ain't no 7% interest rate. That's straight cash. I'm not saying that it's the worst idea to put your money into real estate. I'm just saying that it seems odd to me that you'd buy a $47 million house when you're 31 years old. And by the way, if you won $2.4 billion in the lottery, Tyler, did it say how much he took if he took it in one lump sum? No, it doesn't say. All right, so let's just just call it a billion. $47 million here, $20 million over there. It adds up. You know what? I still got $800 million in cash in the bank. Now I got $200 million worth of houses. But it's all the upkeeping, too. And I, Tyler made a great point when we were talking about this earlier. I'm like, because I read that, that this was his third huge purchase as far as, you know, uh, real estate. And I said, does he have a good financial advisor around him? He really needs that. Well, you know, it's funny. You were talking, like, the upkeep with some of these houses. Yeah. Like, everyone always talks about, like, going to Texas, for example. Right. Because they have no state income taxes, and, like, your money will go further, which in certain ways is true. Certain ways. But, but for example, with buying a house, this mm-hmm. article talked about how electricity and heat yep. and things like that in Texas in particular are extremely expensive. Yeah. Like, the air conditioning your home in Texas especially if it's a big home, it costs you a fortune in ways that with property taxes or certain taxes here, it may not cost as much. Or like the property taxes in Texas are different than the property taxes in California. So there's just all these different parts of upkeep that I think people don't always think about when they just Mm -hmm. buy the house. I just wonder if Jimmy Kimmel walks over, knocks on the door and goes, hey, neighbor, like I brought over some lemon bars. Probably (laughs) not. I mean- I mean, hey, there's a new new neighbor. You know what they're who, saying? Who can afford a $47 million house? They're Let's watching this guy him. going, new money. Yeah. Let's see what new money He'll does. He'll be gone well, soon. They are all new money, too. They are, but this was new, new money. This is new, unearned money. I mean, he earned I mean, it. It's, it's, it's lucky well, money. It's lucky. it's lucky money. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's a better way to put it. Yes. There you go. All right, well, there you have it. Award-winning Radio Tinder presented by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. It was great to have the Tequila Mandala family in the studio just the other day and spending some time with us and hanging out. It's such good tequila. It's fantastic. So So make sure, if you're thinking this weekend, what am I going to do? What am I thinking about doing? You get out and you get that Tequila Mandala. Coming up, the Dodgers. What is going to happen to this pitching staff? Are the Dodgers toast? Our Dodger insider, Blake Harris, next on Sedano and Cap. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Talking about some pop music, I needed to come back with Christina Aguilera's Dirty, which released in 2002. Can you guys believe that it's been 21 years? This song still goes hard, though. It's a, I mean, she was trashed in a lot of places because of this song, but I was like, get it, girl. Why? Why is that? Because it was too 
out there, too raunchy. It oh, was please. too much, you know. Why? I mean, I can't understand a word she's saying. Should I? Is it the lyrics? It was a video. It had a lot oh. to do with the video. Okay. Well, th- this is back when she and Britney were, I think, they were kind of competing, not just for like attention, but competing for being seen as a grown up, like a, like yep. a grown woman, yeah, and not like the you know Disney kids anymore. Poppy, yeah, little princess. Yep. Good so girls. That was a big part of it. Yeah. Um, that's old, but the new fall season of Seven Ten. Hey, uh, be sure to start hey. tomorrow with ESPN Radio's new morning show. Not even tomorrow; it's going on. Unsportsmanlike with Evan, Canty, and Michelle tomorrow morning, six to ten a.m. on LA's Mega Sports Station, seven ten ESPN. There you go. All right, that's turned into a lot of controversy this week. Oh man, really? Oh yeah. Oh. oh How yeah. so? Oh, the whole thing with Morales and Keyshawn, oh. and you know that whole deal. The witness protection. Did you see right. the Keyshawn cutout that is in the lobby because Chris took it out yesterday? No, and he's he, facing he, the wall. He put baby in the corner. Wow. He put key in yep. the corner. That's right. Permanent timeout, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nobody actually, puts key in a corner. Oh no, Morales Chris does. Did. Morales actually took the Keyshawn life-size cutout, turned it around, put it right into the wall, and said, "Hey, you stand right there facing the wall, like wow. a little kid in school." Wow. Oh, it's been a whole controversy all week around here. I mean, look, I don't know any of the numerous people who've dated Morales over the years, but it sounds like he's a bad breakup. Well, he's just a bad guy. (laughs) Just a bad guy. Sounds like Morales is a real, like, he's like a Taylor Swift level breakup. Oh, really? Well, I mean, he put the the cutout, he put the stand up in the lobby. Down bad. Like, I don't feel like Key did anything to deserve this. Oh, well, I mean, you know, uh, Andy, this is going to really infuriate Chris because Chris is going to say, you don't know, Andy. You don't know. You don't know. And you know why you don't know? Because you're gutless, Andy. You're gutless. We don't even need to have him on anymore, Cappy. You got him. Yeah. And look, I mean, I think the world of Morales. I'm just saying I've never seen this side of him before. Shambles. He's in shambles. You know, speaking of shambles. um, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dodgers. Do it to it, Cappy. Well, you know, I'm going to talk about the Dodgers, but we moved Blake back just a little bit, but their pitching staff is in shambles. But you know what, Andy? This weekend, as I'm starting to look ahead, because I'm watching this Thursday night football game right now between Philadelphia and Minnesota, it's 3-0. Philly is in the lead. We're getting to the end of the first quarter with five seconds to go here. And um, I'm looking ahead to the NFL weekend, and you know what game I'm really looking forward to? Tell me. Get My ahead. Tennessee Titans. Your Tennessee Titans. Oh. That's, that's right. Because they are taking us. Talk about some bad breakups. Right. Uh-oh. Talk about some ugly exes. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. That's right. You and, your, uh, you and your former Chargers. That's right. The Chargers on the road at My Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if anybody's paying attention to this or not, but it's only one week of the NFL season, and already the Chargers are starting to fall apart. <laughs> it's, it is amazing. Like, is there any team in the league, like over the last 10 years, that you feel less confident about with a small lead than the Chargers? Oh, dude, last oh. week when, when they got when they were uh, down 36-34, and Miami's kicker missed the extra point to make it a three-point game with a minute 45 to go and a $250 million quarterback who's armed with 13 comeback victories in his short career, 
Yeah, you're thinking, well, the Chargers should be able to come back and win this game in theory on their home field. But, of course, it was all Dolphin fans with their fins up. And then the way the Chargers find ways to lose. But, Andy, Austin Eckler, their superstar running back, they ran for over 200 yards. He's been missing practice this week with some kind of an ankle problem. Yep. And then Joey Bosa. Man, the Chargers got the wrong Bosa brother. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, Nick Bosa, monster. Joey Bosa, always hurt. And now a hamstring problem going into week two. It's just amazing how, like, even when the Chargers are good, and they definitely have talent on this team, they never make it look easy. Like, ever. Even when they win, it looks like the biggest uphill struggle. Like, they are battling against the entire world just to win a game. So, um, I personally love it because... (laughs) Yes, you do. Because, listen, this is an organization that they'll spend money on a quarterback, they'll spend money on a defensive end, but when it comes to getting a real coach, they like guys who are first-time head coaches, guys who are inexpensive compared to the rest of the coaching world. They don't want to go get a guy like a Sean Payton. They don't want to go get a guy like Mike McCarthy. And by the way, I'm not saying those are great coaches, hardly. Those guys won Super Bowls 15 years ago. I'm just saying they're guys who run organizations. Okay, Cappy, you're a great guy then to talk to about this because you know you are of South South LA. You know South South LA's sports culture extremely well. I was recently asked on Twitter who I think it would be more difficult to be a fan of now. I want to emphasize now because that's important. Clippers or Chargers? I said Chargers by a mile because the difference is with the Clippers, as much as there's always that feeling Clippers are going to clip and they are the little brother of the city, whatever, they're at least well run with an owner that you know wants to win. He genuinely wants to win. He cares. He's looking to try to create their own identity like They are doing things that, if nothing else, gives you hope for the future. With the Chargers, you remove remove the quarterback. What type of faith do you have in anything with the Chargers? Like, what is there for you to gravitate towards if it's not Herbert? You know, you just place that, you just kind of put that whole thing together really nicely. I saw uh, Steve Ballmer a couple days ago on one of the player podcasts. It may have been like a Paul George kind of a podcast or something. Did you happen to see this at all? No, I didn't actually. Bomber's sitting there with like three players. And um, I think he had been at the new arena, the one that's that they're building right across the street up from SoFi. Dude, it's happening really fast. No, it's in Inglewood. Oh, yeah, yeah, SoFi, you're right. I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead. It's happening, I mean, it's happening so fast, so this quick. arena. And you have you have an owner, whether whether you look, even if you hate the Clippers, you you can at least like the owner of the Clippers. Well, look, you can respect the owner at well, the very here, least. Like you can respect what he wants to be doing. Like with the the building that he's putting together, that arena, the plan is to basically create an LA Live in the Inglewood area. Like that's what they are looking to do. Well, and they're going to do it. Because... No, no, they're they're not just going to do it. It's going to be successful. Oh, and like, no, you know, no doubt. There are but complicated I, elements to it and stuff like that in terms of the effect on the residents and stuff like that in Inglewood. Like, it's complicated. But I can tell you right now, it will be successful because I've lived in L.A. long enough that I remember when I heard about what they were doing with L.A. Live, I thought it was insane. I was like, you are never going to turn downtown L.A. into a place where people want to hang out, where they want to live. I could not have been more wrong. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's going to be awesome when it's all said and done. I mean, between SoFi, the Forum, 
Hollywood Park Casino, the new arena. But here's the thing about Bomber the other day. This is how into it he is. He's like, hey, I want everybody who's got the high seats, the seats way up in the upper bowl, I want you to have as good of an experience as everybody that's down in the really expensive seats. He was talking about little tiny things like this. Um, places where you can plug in your cell phone in every seat in the entire arena. Now, that may sound like nothing to you when it comes to basketball, because it isn't, but at least you, your owner is that granular in how much he cares about the experience, you know? And so when you ask the question, is it harder to be a Charger fan or a Clipper fan? It's way harder to be a Charger fan, because with the Chargers, even if you love the team, you hate the owner. Hate them. Yeah. You know, there's not one Charger fan that's going to call here today because there aren't any. But if there were, there's not one guy that would call and go, you know what? Love the team. Love the owner. The Clippers would be like, I'm disappointed because it never really works out. But gosh, I love the owner. He's building a new arena. He's taking care of every last detail. So two quick points. Point number one is that the Chargers will always be the little brother to the Rams because everybody who thinks of SoFi Stadium automatically thinks that it belongs to the Rams. Nobody thinks that that's the home of the Chargers, at least as far as I'm concerned. Thing, thing number two with the Intuit Dome that they're building in Inglewood, they just released some concept photos of what the inside is going to look like. They're essentially creating a little SoFi Stadium inside the Intuit Dome. They said the, the screen on the inside is going to be double-sided. So if you're under it, you'll be able to look up and see on the inside just like SoFi. And if, like you mentioned, Cappy, if you're in the 300s, you're basically going to be in front of a massive screen that's going to have everything on it that you need, so you're going to feel like you're in the game. Well, listen, the Clippers will try to combat the Lakers as best they can simply by creating their own building and a better entertainment experience because it's going to be 2025 and beyond, not 2000. Well, here's the thing. like You'll hear from... Laker fans or people who talk about this, like it's always going to be a Laker town. The Clippers will never overtake the Lakers. And that's true. Like there's just too much generational institutional success and culture for the Lakers. I think the Clippers know this. I don't think the Clippers think that the goal is to make LA a Clipper town. No, nope. they know it's not going to be what they want to do. And this is something that has been happening in the Balmer era. They want to create a legitimate identity for the team, a legitimate presence and fan base, like things that they do around the city. They sponsor all these different basketball courts, like youth courts across the city, like YMCA-type places, like Pan Pacific, for example. Their court is a Clipper court. Those things matter. Like just that signage there with little kids as they start to just discover basketball. Things like that matter. Again, they will never overtake the Lakers, like period, point blank. Not going to happen. But it's also not the goal. No, but that brand-new building will make a lot of people go, hey, you know what, let's go check out a Clipper game. I think so. All right, listen, um, lots more to get to, including what we all need to know coming up. Plus, Blake Harris is on the way.